it. We just start. Welcome back. Um, yeah, we just start. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouths. The pepper is that hot topic that has everybody talking, and the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. Join the conversation on Twitter and Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet and Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. I'm Bethany. And I'm Christina. And cheers! Cheers! Explain this drink that you made for us. It's a it might it's a little raggedy ass Paloma. It's a bootleg Paloma. Okay. So it's a it's Cinco de Mayo. Sure. <laughs> so we're drinking tequila. That's yeah, about that's, as, that's, that's that's about as far much, as our celebration goes. Exactly. That's all I'm willing to do. <laughs> and maybe eat a taco if we get and there. we get to that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so it is tequila. We have chosen silver. Yeah. Um and grapefruit juice, red rock ginger ale. I think typically you're just supposed to have like a soda water or like tonic or something. Yeah. And lime juice. Nice. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty good. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, where, where the fuck have you been? Christina? Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, I've been working like a dog out here. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I haven't been doing anything exciting. No? <laughs> no. Nothing? No. Okay. I have been boot up. Okay. Boot up. <laughs> I have been working on a few projects. Like I found myself doing some work that I never expected to be doing, like property management type stuff. Uh-huh. And that has been very, very time consuming. I also work my regular nine to five and then I have a nighttime job too. So really and truly I think it's just been hard to like coordinate. Yeah. It has been. But I mean I'm not too mad at it. I, I've been doing the exact opposite. <laughs> so, I don't know what my excuse is. But this is coming off of working almost every single day back to back for like the last four months straight. Yeah. So, I really, when I said I went on a hiatus, I went on a hiatus yeah. from life yeah <laughs> yeah I like your lip color Thank is it you. the one you always wear no. or is it this it's one? a little something different okay i'll do it i'll do different things out here okay <laughs> great um like yeah i think i i definitely turned up there was a there was a season of turned upness here yes so from like december to yesterday no but like <laughs> from like december to early April and then I was like okay you gotta bring it back down because for those of you who don't know me most of you do but turn up Tina I was turn up Tina for most of my 20s all of my 20s really and then I went away and I feel like that was really eye-opening and I had a moment of like okay bring it down to earth a little bit and then I moved into my own place out from under my parents like watchful eye yeah. I'm gonna be honest you know what I mean it was a lot easier to just chill and lay low yeah so then I moved and got out on my own and I was like oh shit we out here again yeah so now I'm trying to like uh, reel it reel it right back in on it setting budget setting goals Ooh. doing the thing so no. so I know we talked about this but for the listeners <laughs> uh 
downloaded Mint or I signed up with Mint Mm -hmm. and seeing where my money's going Mm -hmm. was such a rude awakening. Hella rude. Okay. I I dragged myself. Mint dragged the fuck out of me. me. Yeah. So Mint is, this is not a sponsored ad. (laughs) But if you want to. (laughs) But if you want to. I don't think we have enough (laughs) listeners for that. We love y'all. But, um... Mint is a budgeting, money managing app. It's like kind of self motivated type mm-hmm. deal. Like you can't, I can't afford a financial advisor to say, "Hey, stop spending money when you on Taco Bell." Like, yeah. I can't afford a person to tell me to do that. So Mint is a free app, right? Yeah, I get. You know what? I didn't even put it on my phone because I didn't need that much realness every yeah. day. <laughs> But you can also access it online. Like, mm-hmm. It's just a website. Yeah. It's a website. I have it on my phone. I will say it's not as user-friendly on your phone. It's okay. a lot harder to navigate. But anyway, you link all of your accounts, your bills. And so basically, Mint keeps track of your spending habits. And there is an option to like see what your trends are. And it basically gives you a pie chart. So you can have a pie chart that is... I love pie charts. Yes. So you can have a pie chart that shows you your spending over the last seven days, over the last month, over this month, over the last year, over the last three years. Mm -hmm. And so it really puts into perspective how much money, where your money goes. And if I'm going to be frank, like my money over two thirds in last 2018, Mm -hmm. two thirds of my money went to restaurants. Yeah. Two thirds, my nigga. Like, and, and what's crazy is like my rent was just a, a tiny, Small, tiny little yeah. portion. And then the rest of my money was just like all over the place. So I don't know. Sometimes you need a good dragging yeah. to pull it, pull in the reins, I think. I agree. I agree. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. After I saw how much money I was spending, I abandoned Mint because I don't really yeah. <laughs> I don't really like <laughs> being be told that I'm truth. Yeah, I don't like being faced with the truth. So, but I I have been very conscious and where I'm spending my money yeah. like you know, I as much as I want to hang out with my friends and go out, and, but sometimes I have to be like, no, I think I'm just going to chill. Right. I think I'm just going to keep it at the house and keep it cute. Yeah, and I think what you learn is that they're really, you don't miss much. You no. Know? We've been nothing, for Nothing over feels a better now. than seeing money in your bank account. Fuck yeah. Way more than all those drinks and queso dip. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Um... Isn't this also, what is it, um, Mental Health Awareness Day? Um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Month. And as a matter of fact, Facebook reminded me that last year, mm-hmm. this time... We were doing the text-a-thon. We were doing a text-a-thon with Silence the Shame. May 5th is also Silence the Shame Day. There we and go. we've talked about that organization a lot on the podcast. So if you don't know, they are a group that is committed to bringing awareness to mental health and really encouraging people to silence the shame associated with having mental health issues. Not yeah, I mean yeah, or or just in general not being not having it be so 
such a stigma to talk about mm-hmm. it if you're having issues. You yeah. know what I mean? Or I, I don't know, issues. Is I don't like the I don't like the word issue because it has a negative connotation. But you right. you feel us. Right. You feel yeah. what I'm saying. And and I think the thing or the bigger picture is that everybody struggles with mental health problems or mental health <laughs> issues. Yes. <laughs> um, at one point or another, a lot of times you don't really know how to, the language to use to talk about it, or mm-hmm. you don't even know what to call it or what actually you're feeling. But that's the point is yes. that people should be talking about these things. So we should, I guess in the show notes, link that. Yeah, we, we should we definitely have link that them. stuff. Um, and in the year since last year to now, um, they've, implemented a lot of different programs um i know they had they had a program where they went out to different colleges and talked about it with students which i'm like that's so important because as a college student there were so many challenges being faced Mm -hmm. like how to keep on top of your grades and have a social life Mm -hmm. like that whole thing Mm -hmm. or living up to your parents expectations Mm -hmm. out of you that Mm -hmm. can cause a lot of pressure stress anxiety anxiety. stress yes so i really love everything they're doing and yeah we will link them down below but even on that same wave a, a moment of transparency like i really got real with myself and like made the I, I started the process of looking for a therapist because I just realized that that is something that I actually need to have in my life and it's not a luxury but it's almost a necessity mm-hmm. now the other half of it is the fucking money part and that's what's really stressing me the fuck out yeah yeah but I mean that's where like we were talking about that's where because I think what I'm seeing is that I, I feel like oftentimes I'm I'm complaining about how it's never enough you a nigga out here working three jobs and shit but really what it is is just money management which I think again not to blame anybody about my upbringing but often that's just not things that we're we're not equipped with the tool excuse me the tools to learn real world fucking shit like how to manage your money and what it means to live within your means and all the things you know what i mean it's just like yes these are contributing factors to stress but they don't really have to be which is they don't have to be but at the same time like i just had a moment where i was upset with the way our whole government and healthcare system is set up like i went to the doctor twice last week i went to the eye doctor and i went to like my regular pcp mm-hmm. and spent in total 160 dollars not including the prescriptions that are still waiting for right. me that i need to pick up right you know and like that is I very mean, daunting it is very daunting but think about people who have zero insurance you're right you know what i mean so you're it's right. like you're talking about spending 80 dollars, which again is a lot of money i think the health industry is, is a whole nother How is it that people are constantly posting GoFundMes just so they can live? Mm-hmm. This girl, um, sorry, I don't remember who it was, but I've seen a lot of videos like this, but this one in particular, this girl was crying because she had to spend, she had to come up with $1,600 
for this procedure that she needed to live. Like right. it was a life or death situation. Yeah. She was like, I don't have that. Like, right. I don't know where that's going to come from. Right. And that's $1,600, which is nothing to one person. But to her, that's a lot of money. Right. Especially um, when you didn't think anything was wrong with you. And right. now you have this condition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one story of many, as sad as it is, as sad as it sounds. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of theories on how we can make our health industry work for the people and big pharma is a booming industry and it only thrives if you're sick and if you can't afford to be healthy Mm -hmm. so how would you fix it if you could fix it how would you fix it that's really loaded tax the rich essentially i mean call me whatever call me a communist call me whatever the fuck you want to call me but i don't think that in any society that you should have people who literally are living and dying on the street Mm -hmm. from the day they're born Mm -hmm. and then you have people who have billions of dollars that makes living on the same soil within the same like community community yeah that's why we, Atlanta is really known for that like gap in poverty and wealth. Like mm-hmm. huge, huge population of homeless people here living in Atlanta. Yeah. And also we're in the South where money runs fucking long. Yes. Like these families down here have, <laughs> They've have money since forever. Since, forever yeah. since they brought our asses here. Mm-hmm. So it's the disparity is just mind boggling and Essentially, the solution is to not have the majority of the wealth in the hands of a few. Like, that seems evil. It does seem evil. It does. Um, And, you know, again, there's a lot of ways that corporations and um, big companies work and how they're able to stay in power and, like, I don't know, I don't know, just certain industries and how they thrive and like you can't fight against them you have to worry about there are people being murdered if they speak out about something you know what i'm saying so it's like i don't know it's it's all wait it's all sorts of fucked up but yeah essentially the biggest my biggest thing is would be to tax the rich okay you know say call me what you want and say whatever the fuck you want about that but all right you dirty commie yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that's fine i'll take that uh yeah i don't have any solutions i just i mean i guess for me, me i'm really just like let that shit be free well, but yeah, i don't know it, like there's but there are expenses free, to, free. there are expenses i understand that it can't be free right i understand people that have to get paid. people have to get paid for the work that they do and medicines have to be made people need insulin there's an insulin shortage like yeah. what the fuck people need insulin people need lidocaine people need these medical devices prosthetics like all of these things do cost money but we're talking about people who have multi-millions of dollars Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i don't know it just doesn't seem and i guess if maybe if the shoe were on the other foot if i were a multi-millionaire i might feel differently but when i think about like okay i was remember having a conversation when i worked in maine with this white girl who she didn't have to tell me she was republican for me to know yes um but with this white woman who so in maine they have a very high somali population where women and a lot of us know or have experienced kind of something like this where you know a person who's here to go to school or to have a baby or whatever and then they 
fully intend to go back to their home. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, they come here, they use up all of our resources. That's why, you know, people that live here can't get welfare because these people. And I'm like, no. If, first of all, no. First of all, you sound dumb. Second of all, if, if that were the case, and if everything you're saying is true, if it means that a woman can come here to my home and have her baby safely mm-hmm. and healthily, why do you, why are you so upset about that? Why are you that? mad? And uh, someone in the healthcare profession should feel that way. Right. You someone know? who's working in healthcare yeah, you should, should absolutely feel that, way. feel that way. Yeah. Should feel like if it's, Tax me a little bit more. I don't give a shit, honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I know who we should be taxing, who isn't getting taxed enough. But again, whatever, dirty commie over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But tax me a little bit more. What What the fuck difference does it make to me? You and honestly, I mean? when white Europeans come over here for school, they call that foreign exchange mm-hmm. and not using our resources. Exactly. And I read an article where I think they were women from Ireland. It was some white European country. And they're like, ooh, the new trend going to the States to having their ba- for having their baby. And they were making it seem like such a cute, like, cool thing to do, right. a modern thing to do. And they were praising it. But then on the other hand, if that person looks different if they're darker then it's a problem Mm -hmm. so i I don't know like keep the same energy both ways right but they can't because they're racist yeah basically fucking racist (laughs) (laughs) so um but anyway i don't even know how we got on that topic oh me trying to find a therapist Oh, (laughs) oh okay but i was you know sometimes i I don't practice what I preach, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm pretty sure on this podcast I was talking about therapy for black girls, but I actually went to the website, therapyforblackgirls.com, I believe, and she has a directory of black women therapists, Mm -hmm. and on the directory, like, you could pick who is, um, you could choose, like, the miles, like, you could do, you could search by that way, or... Um, you could pick what exactly, what kind of therapy you need because there's a lot of different kinds. Mm-hmm. So that was really, if anything, I was like, whoa, I have too many options. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's excellent. Um, we know how important healthcare or mental health awareness and mental health care is. As we got a reminder, what was it last week? A Super, super fucking lemon, Nigel Shelby. Yes. A young 15, was he 15 years old? Uh, he might have been younger than that, actually. Nigel Shelby, a young black queer, I guess he identified as boy, who killed himself because he was being essentially bullied, bullied um, at school. Yeah. So, not an uncommon story. Obviously, I don't think. It's talked about enough, especially a young, uh, especially amongst young black queer folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's I don't know. It, it just never gets easy, and it's just like, what is it going to fucking take? It's really, really, really sad that he was so young and felt that helpless and felt as though 
taking his life was the only way out yeah. or the only solution to being bullied. But at the same time, I feel like we need to fucking talk to all the kids. Like, not... This isn't his fault. It's not his fault that he was gay, that he was bullied. It's your badass kid who yeah. doesn't understand that there people come in multiple multitudes right. of yeah. variations. Like there's different kind of people and they should all be treated with respect. Right. Like, I, what do you it say? Disgusts me. What do you say about people who just proclaim that those aren't my beliefs? I don't believe that it's it's a sin to be gay or I'm a Christian and the Bible says this, this, that, and the third. Like, how do you... Because I think it's very easy to be flippant about the fact that here we have a young child who has, who has resorted to taking his own life. But I think often, especially in the black community, the reason for him having done it, being bullied because he was gay, makes it easy to kind of turn a blind or blind eye, yes, ear, whatever. Both. You know, yes. it just it makes it easy to kind of overlook those things because there are so many black conservatives. I mean, yes. essentially, like we both were raised in households where. I don't know, God or Christianity was the foundation or the, the, mm. the primary belief. And so it's like, it, it almost seems like it's not taken as seriously because of the, the Because reason. it's wrong. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I feel like that's bullshit. Like, I think it's a cop-out and I think it's yeah. a, an excuse to validate your hatred. You know, like, what does it matter to you who somebody else loves? Who someone else loves? And that sounds so cliche and so simple, but honestly, why do you give a fuck? Yeah. Like, why do you care? And, you know, I guess even more so, it's almost like because I don't want you regulating what I believe and what I think is right and wrong, I can't do the same for you. Right. But at the same time... It shouldn't change how you treat people or how you think about people. And again, like you said, it sounds so cliche, but if I'm a person who thinks that homosexuality is a sin, yes, like we know we all know people like that. If I'm a person who thinks homosexuality is a sin, is it up to me? Or I, I think I guess I implore those people to really consider if you believe what you're saying and if you believe in the God that you serve, then isn't it someone else's job to judge that person? Like, why do you feel like you have to even express your disdain or express your, the fact that you disagree with this person's lifestyle? Like, why did, like you said, why does it matter so much to you? Like, it's not up to you to judge this person. If you think they're going to burn in fucking hell, then that's fine, I guess. Like, that's you're, you're entitled, you're to, your entitled own opinion. to your opinion. <laughs> Even though your opinion is garbage. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it does. I, I just don't know. It's I was never. Granted, you know, my great uncle was a pastor. You know, I've gone to private school for a lot of my life. Like. There was always the the church in my life. I was ne- like, my parents never told me that being gay was bad. Mm. Like they never said that. Like I'm pretty sure my mom would be upset if I was a lesbian just because 
she thinks women should just be women and you should have a husband and a kid and whatever like Like, that's her own thing but it was never like oh gay people are bad you should hate them you should bully them or like good for that like that kind of rhetoric was never preached to me Mm -hmm. in my home so I just for me I guess my privilege of being uh, I I don't know what the word to call it but I guess I just I don't understand like it just doesn't make sense yeah. to me and a lot of black men feel threatened I'm going off on a different tangent mm-hmm. but I think a lot of black men feel threatened because they feel like homosexuality is an agenda against the black man to stop the black family from thriving which is pretty crazy when you think <laughs> about it because okay first of all And I guess it's just such a rudimentary, like, form of thinking because if you're a person who feels like the only way to have a black family is for a man and a woman to insert penis into vagina, then catch up, it's 2019. Yeah. Um, So just because to, regardless of their race, but I guess in this this instance, we're talking specifically about black families, but Mm -hmm. we know black lesbians, we know black um, gay men, it's not impossible for them to have a black family unit. Yeah. And also, this notion that a family includes a kid is also fucking bullshit. Mm. Like, families don't necessarily include children. Like, it's like... Who I was looking at somebody somebody's page today. I consume so much social media, shit on social media. But somebody was just saying this notion that you know, or when people say we're ready to start our family, as if they weren't a family before they had kids. Like just say you want to have a kid. Yeah, families are families, and they come in all different shapes and sizes. Like again, it's 2019. Catch the fuck up. And furthermore, it's like. This idea that you somehow are being threatened is super insecure and it's projecting and it's like some internalized like fear that you have that you need to sort out with your therapist because (laughs) your masculinity or your fragile masculinity for that matter is not can't be taken away from you. Right. If you want to go have a baby with a woman with a black woman do, do that. <laughs> do that do shit. <laughs> so it's like, why are you mad? Why are you so concerned? Or why do you? How can you possibly think that that is and not? Honestly, not everything is a conspiracy theory. Not everything is. I mean, although a lot of things are done in hatred of people of color, Mm -hmm. mainly black people in this country, but not everything is about your ass. Mm -hmm. That's that's another nigga thing to think. Like, everything is against me. Uh False. Mm -hmm. Wrong. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. I just, but that, that just goes into black people being traditionally more conservative. Yeah. It it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you you learn the ways of your white master, and y'all stuck on that shit. Yeah. So, do some soul searching. Do some soul searching, and also, it's like, figure out what the real anti-black agenda is. It's not homosexuality. It's not. You know? I'm not saying that there's not, like you said, everything isn't a conspiracy. I think that there are a lot of ways that this nation 
like is anti-black mm-hmm. and thrives off of anti-blackness and white supremacy and the oppression of black people yes i think that this country has only gotten to where it is because of anti-blackness mm-hmm. but homosexuality i don't think that's it nah, that's not a chief i think there's i don't think that's the thing that's not the thing sorry it, it really isn't let people do whatever the fuck they want to do especially when it doesn't concern you mm. uh and also it's important to if you want to maintain that homosexuality is a way of life that you don't agree with if it's a choice or it's a sin or whatever that's fine but also teach your children not to be fucking assholes like i mean yeah that was my main point like i i do think that and probably a lot of those kids learn that shit from their parents. It's true. So check yourself and then check your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. I, I can remember having, specifically, it's just coming back to me, having a conversation with my father about how kids are, these days are too sensitive. and Who they, said that? My Who dad, said that? My dad. Of course he did. Yeah, <laughs> kids these days are too sensitive. Like, anti-bullying agendas it seems like nonsense to him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because growing up... It was, you just put, you were tough, you know what I'm saying? You just took it. And I'm like, and that's what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why, <laughs> like, that is exactly why you don't, why you're so void of fucking emotion and you can't tell your kids you love them because mm. you had to be tough your whole life. Yeah. Get over that shit. That you shit know is, what I mean? it's really unfortunate and I refuse to pass down. Mm. Whether I have kids or just the kids around me, like, mm. I don't want to keep up that narrative yeah you know and yes it is hard to break out of the the lessons you've been taught or what life has taught you whatever you got from it but sometimes you just have to do that shit for the betterment of the future Mm -hmm. i i i can't even imagine how hurt his mother is although she's she's like my son loved everyone Mm -hmm. he was great he was outgoing he was my ray of sunshine like can you imagine how she feels? She accepted him fully. Right. Why the fuck can't you? Right. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. Right, rest in peace, boy. Nigel. I feel so so sad. Fifteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's like it's the ages seem to be getting smaller. I think smaller, lower. It's like last year there was a young girl who was ten years old who hung herself because of bullying at school. Were you bullied? Uh, yeah. I definitely was. Mm. I was bullied, but... I don't even know how I got (laughs) through (laughs) it. I don't even know how I got through it. I think that, fortunately for me, I have never really been a person that struggled much with, like, depression or getting really low, deep Uh down low. And I think that... I was open with my mother about being bullied and so we talked often about that I will say and so she was like daily affirming me even though I would go to school and feel differently you know what Mm. I mean so that just like daily affirmations of you are loved God loves you he made you perfect Mm. like you regardless of what people say and and learning very early that often bullying is people turning their self-hatred outward it really truly is yeah you know what i mean so it's like 
those are things that I was very aware of because I wasn't the cute, pretty, light-skinned, whatever girl in mm-hmm. school. You know what I'm saying? I had a big forehead. I like all the things. So I will say the the effects lasted very long. Like it took a long time for I think me to accept myself and like a delayed reaction. Yeah, my appearance and love myself. But yeah, for sure I was. What about you? Yeah, I was bullied. Um I think most of my bullying came like elementary school mm-hmm. and looking back it was so stupid but when I would tell my parents they'd be like well my mom was like oh well those are just boys it was always boys I never got bullied by girls mm-hmm. but it was like oh well they just like you like that's just how-. which I think is some bullshit please do not tell your young daughters that a boy bullying her and saying mean things to her equals love or life or affection like that's totally fucked up but i don't know my dad was on some like well if anyone hits you hit them back (laughs) don't come home without hitting them back like that's I, i don't know how i got over that I think a lot of it was maturity because my bullies in quotation marks were friends like yeah I'm cool with them now, yeah you know but um shit I don't know like I don't know yeah and I think fortunately it didn't take either of us to a place of just so being so low I mean who knows what the what the breaking point is for every for every person it's different you know what i'm saying it could have been a fucked up situation back then but luckily it didn't reach that point and i think too like once you do get to the other side even if you do feel a little bit uncomfortable in your own skin even as a teenager or adult i think like finding your circle of friends and Mm -hmm. like realizing like you have a crew there are like-minded people like you out there like when we linked up in middle school you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it made the journey through easier much easier you know what i'm saying and it was like i'm sure people were making fun of me behind my back in high school and middle school too but it, it mattered less because i had my group of friends that i cared so much about and that cared about me Mm -hmm. and even we probably didn't know it then but we were lifting each other up motivating each other comforting each other you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying just be providing safe spaces for each other when we would hang out at each other's houses right like that. you, you hang know. out with people who fuck with you yeah exactly. but also what's different is that we grew up void of like social media yeah so at the end of the day when our parents pick us up we leave our bullies at school like right. we don't have to see them until eight o'clock the next morning right. So it's like, you don't have to, they're not constantly on your back. But now, like, you know, kids text each other fucked up shit. They make fun of them on social media. Like, they'll take videos of them when they're not, when they don't know. And, like, say weird shit. Put it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a whole nother layer of it. And I don't think a lot of parents are, well, shit, I don't know. Maybe now, like, I think the internet has been... A constant in our lives for so long that maybe the generation of parents now are hip to it yeah but you know that's just uncharted territory like how do you deal with someone who's talking shit about you on the internet mm-hmm. as a child mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow i can't imagine i can't imagine i mean that was definitely a lemon for me um 
We've been gone so long that we didn't even talk about Nipsey Hussle's passing. Also a lemon. I don't know. I thought, okay, I don't know if this should even be a disclaimer, but I feel like I always knew of Nipsey Hussle. Like, the first time I heard him, I was in college, but I was never, like, a fan fan. Like, I've never been to a concert of his. Like, it was always very, like, passive listening, Yeah, you know? But when I found out he died, it felt like such a major loss. Yeah. And I think not to get, I, not to get like too like hippie dippy spiritual or anything like that. But I think that says a lot because I remember when you told me mm-hmm. literally two days prior, I had just watched um, him and Lauren's interview for GQ, like mm-hmm. their How Well Do You Know Me, whatever, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was super cute, and it was like, you know, it, it's just one of those pr- people that you feel good energy yeah. about and from, even if you aren't directly like a- associated, associated or, or like in tune with immersed. their immersed, yes, yes, words. yes. <laughs> tea, hallelujah, education. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you aren't immersed in his work or like the things that he's doing, it's like you just feel the spirit, you feel the vibe, you yeah. know. And so I will say, like, when it happened, it was for real sad as fuck, like yeah. for everybody. And even now, and that was what a about month, a month ago. A month ago, and even now, you still see day I daily. People I see Nipsey Hussle every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And I think that says a lot about his character and who he was. And, like, we know, I mean, y'all know. I mean, you've heard about it. You've heard about all the initiatives that he started, all the research mm-hmm. that he was doing, both with Dr. Sevi and, like, STEM research for kids in his community and, like, just uplifting his community and things mm-hmm. like that. And it's Entrepreneurship. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like, people have been posting, like, the, the books that he loved to read and people... I, my sister sent, the, like, there was a list of books that he read, mm-hmm. that, like, in an article, and my sister sent it to my dad, and he was like, wow, that man was really onto something. Yeah. He was like, I've read some of these books. Yeah. Like, I, I get what kind of person. mental... Yeah. Yeah, like, what kind of person he was and what he was looking for yeah. and what he was looking to spread to mm-hmm. throughout his community. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just unfortunate that we lost someone so influential Mm -hmm. like him. Mm -hmm. Too soon. Too soon. Way too soon. And it's, I don't know, it just seems so fucked up that someone felt so strongly to take his life. Like, it's not even that he just died. It's the way he died. Mm -hmm. It's so fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say... From all of that, though, I think that a lot of conversations have been started about, like you mentioned, entrepreneurship or even Dr. Sebi's work. Like a lot of people are now just kind of like tuning in to like, okay, well, what what let's dig deeper about the things that Nipsey was really into. I think it mobilized a lot of people Mm -hmm. like nationwide across the world i'm sure globally globally yeah Yeah, just to learn more be a little bit more in tune with investing in your own community we've heard jay-z talk about what nipsey was doing Mm -hmm. you know investing back within our back into ourselves Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that's hella important i think it's something that 
we always talk about or the super woke it's a conversation for the super woke but you know it kind of brought it to this palpable more tangible level you know what i'm saying it's almost like a call to action yeah like we can talk about this all day right. but what are you gonna do right like put your money where your mouth right. is or it, it doesn't even have to be on a um, monetary scale yeah but you know if you can mentor in your community right. do that right. like use your skills to pass on to people who may not be aware exactly and i think that that brings light to the meaning behind the phrase the marathon continues because i think ultimately the message is that it is a long long journey you mm -hmm. know what I mean to get to a place where we are starting to see progress especially within the black community I think there's so many facets there's so many avenues in which we need to like just change just change yeah. you know what I mean but yeah it's a marathon like you said often it's not gonna be this like super amazing monumental like moment of glory like yeah. I did this and now I've put 70,000 people in homes you know what I mean? yeah. like, it's not often like that sometimes it is learning a skill or having a skill and being able to you know what I mean like how we talk about there's I do ultrasound black women die from like die from having babies at a really really high rate like how can I use my skill to help my people mm. you know what I mean so it's like it's just a turning the mirror, looking, turning the mirror, like looking inward, like, what are we all really doing out here? Yeah, what is the, what's the purpose if, honestly, what's the purpose of life if it's not to help each other? Right. You right. know, like, what are we doing? Right, yeah, you can't, or I don't want to live a life where I'm the, if, if I ever make it to the top, I don't want to be at the top alone. Right. You know, and it's like, we... I know all the people that are in my life have people that they love and care about. So how how are we showing each other that we truly actually love and care about the people around us? Right. It's not getting drunk on Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. Who are you dragging? <laughs> are you dragging yourself? Because we're definitely drinking. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we're also doing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're are. doing something. We are. Um, so yeah, R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle, that yeah. one really, on a side note, watching his mother, <gasps> oh Ooh, my god. Super wet, 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 wet. That okay. woman gave yeah. me chills, like, before his funeral, she, there was a video of her on, um, Instagram of her, like, saying, like, I'm not sad, like, I feel complete peace, you know, I know everything is going to be good. And then even watching her at his funeral, just so strong, so poised, mm -hmm. like, just, I don't know. Like, I don't even have the words to describe how you she don't. made me feel. But, like, even talking about it right now. I'm giving you chills. I'm like, yes, yeah. Yes, how? How can, how can I reach that level of just... I need Serenity. to be a vegan. I need to be a vegan. Ah! <laughs> those were those were those vegan powers activated. Yeah, I mean, she and it and it was. I think that every the internet was in a fucking tizzy yeah. for a minute about Hipsy, Hipsy, Nipsy. Yeah. And then when she came out on the scene and was talking about him, it was like it was whoo. just like, all right, we can Everybody, all calm down. Yeah, you know what I Mother, the one who brought him into this yeah. world, can have this much clarity yeah. and peace yeah then 
I mean, Jesus, how how did you even reach that point? You know, does she have an Instagram? I need to follow her. I don't she know. She's the know. only person that I'm following. <laughs> you know? I'm following one person. It's Nipsey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Nipsey's mom is my only friend. <laughs> She just seems like such a complete person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I don't know. I guess there's just a lot of research to be done about how you how do you truly reach that. I mean, on some real shit though, yeah. your diet probably does have a lot yes. to do with it. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Like you said, rest in peace, Nipsey. Thank you for your gym of a mother. Yeah. Thank you to whatever divine lineage like mind this. <laughs> the mother, the grandmother, yeah. even grandmother. Yeah. I mean, that's just that just goes to show you the shit runs deep. Yeah. Like it starts in the home. Yeah. These women are the women who raised him to be the man that we admire right. and aspire to be. So honestly, it goes back. Right. Like I mean, okay, and don't get me wrong, because I know there was a lot of criticism. I haven't personally looked into what Nipsey's okay. yeah. homophobia was all about. I, I, I feel like we addressed it at some point. Because I, rem- I remember when people were talking about him being homophobic, he was, it was, um, ugh, I didn't do any research, but it was, he was doing something with a group of black men, mm-hmm. and there was talks about him being homophobic then, mm-hmm. and, but then I also watched his Breakfast Club interview where he dispelled all those rumors, mm-hmm. so I know that the LGBTQ community was kind of, divided Uh like a lot of them were not fucking with it and felt no way about his passing which i'm like "Eh." i don't know when it comes to death and people being murdered there's some things that i can look past I don't know. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. No, 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 no,
I'm not gonna be like, oh, woe is me. I'm like, not. I'm probably not gonna Melania, say anything. Bless whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I guess essentially, it's just like if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say just anything. Just don't say all. it. I also don't want to be a hypocrite. I do have to check myself and and figure out where my alliances like lie because I yeah I I want to believe that I stand in solidarity or I am a supporter of the LGBTQIA community. I mean, we literally just talked about yeah. that with Nigel. So it's so not someone, that I'm not. If someone is outwardly... I'm not saying that this was Nipsey because, like you said, he had a Breakfast Club interview where he supposedly or allegedly dispelled those rumors mm-hmm. and it wasn't true. So I don't know. I get that there's conflicting stories there. But if I find that there's someone who literally is speaking out against my existence... Yeah. Which essentially is what homophobia is. Yeah. It's like, how can you expect me to be remorseful or how can you expect me not to be happy that someone so hateful is not on this planet anymore? Yeah. I, you know? You know, I'm really trying to choose my words carefully because mm-hmm. words do mean things mm-hmm. and I would hate to offend anyone. No one's a saint. No one's a saint. No one's a saint. That's and the resolve that I've come to is just to know that even my heroes or people that I admire, or this is also why you shouldn't idolize people, essentially. Also. But people that I admire are not perfect beings. I am not a perfect being. Yeah. And that's just literally the resolve that I've come to. I think that whatever fucked up stuff happened or that he may have said, whether it be true or not, like if he did say it, Hopefully, before he passed, he had the opportunity to come to terms with that or change his views or change his ways. Like, that's the only thing that I can really get yeah. to that situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can still feel strongly or sad or admire something while criticizing it at the same time. And I think that that goes back to what we were saying about cancel culture. It's like, we're so yeah. quick to just be like, fuck that, fuck this nigga, fuck... You know what I'm saying? When you... You can have like dual lenses where you see someone in one light and then you also see how they could be better or how they could. The room for improvement. Yeah, there's room for improvement. I think people, you have to allow yourself, your community to give people that. You know what I'm saying? If you yourself are a person that's like, you know what, I just can't rock with that dude because he's homophobic. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fine. But it's a, it's quite another thing to be like I'm happy that nigga got murdered. Like no, that yeah, I think is weird. that I think is just as hateful. Like we don't need that, you know. Like I don't need that kind of energy. Yeah. I don't ever want to say some shit like that and then something awful happen to me or my family member. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just I I don't know. I felt I felt it's conflicted. A too. Yeah, I felt conflicted and I felt bad that I was convic- conflicted in that way but also I don't know I, I, I'm i not a perfect person yeah. I have done fucked up things in my past and I'm and I know I've said some fucked up shit in the past but for someone to completely you know for someone to completely discredit all the other good things I've done especially if I've achieved something really really great just off of one snippet of something I said that feels unbalanced. Uh, okay. It feels unbalanced. I, I I hear you. I hear you. I think. But I don't know. I don't know. You can you can just you can spin it all sorts of ways. I you mean, can we talk about 
separating art from artists and how people have done really great things, but they also abuse and rape black women. So we don't, we don't give that, we don't give that same leeway to that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, I am allowed, I personally, whatever you are going through or whatever you feel you're entitled to your opinion. Okay. Yes. But I am allowed to have a, dual lens to be critical of something that I love or be critical of something that I admire. Mm -hmm. I also am allowed to have my hard ass fucking nose. I can have my hard fucking nose and I have my hard fucking nose. And there are some people who are canceled and can never be (laughs) uncanceled for that reason. Mm -hmm. And, but, and at the same time, there's like, I think a lot of us even have family members who have, said fucked up shit or who use messed up terms yeah but it's like i still love you like there's still a lot of good in you you're just an ignorant person yeah you are ignorant and you're wrong sure but i don't think you deserve evil in your life yeah (laughs) you don't deserve to be murdered right yeah Donald Trump, he's not that person. Like that's, that's <laughs> that was a terrible example because it is fuck him twenty four eight, you yeah, know. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. It's it's nuanced. It's, it's nuanced. nuanced. It's nuanced. It's nuanced. Yeah. Okay, so I think we can agree that Nipsey's passing was first a lemon, definitely a pepper. There was a lot of wet that came from it. There's a lot of good that came from it. Yes. Um, which I guess is all you can really hope for. Like, your legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess this speaks to what a person leaves behind. The How people really remember you. How people talk about you mm-hmm. once you have passed. I will say that, minimally, I saw that there was a sector of this homophobia. But the overarching thing was all the good that he did. And that was what... People who knew him and were close to him remember him remember by. Him by. Yeah. People in the hood, that's what they remembered him by. Mm-hmm. People in his neighborhood. That's why people were coming out in droves. That's why we felt... There were the memorials we nationwide yeah. for this person. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, can we talk about something that's not as controversial? Sure. But, you know, there's controversy in everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything, everything. There's a double side to everything. Yeah. So, um, in my opinion, this is kind of a wet, even if it's on a surface level. Okay. But this year, um, Miss America, Miss USA, and Miss Teen USA were all black women. And two out of three of them were rocking their natural hair. Two out of three had the natural hair, and that's even that's like bonus bonus. Right, right, right. Um, I loved it. So the winners, Chelsea Crist was a lawyer from North Carolina. She got Miss USA. Kaylee Garris, a high school senior from Connecticut. Um, who plans to pursue a career in nursing was Miss Teen USA and Nia Franklin is Miss America 2019 and she's from New York mm-hmm. and I love it yeah I mean that's exciting because okay like you said there's controversy and everything there's so we, we don't really have to go down that road I, I don't want to no let's not um, but yeah I mean these are the things that these are competitions that we have seen since we were little girls right yeah. like, grew up watching 
Miss America, maybe not so much Miss Team USA, yeah, but no, Miss America and Miss USA for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and I can remember before Issa even came on the scene, thinking in my head as a little girl, I'm rooting for everybody black. Like, I want the black girl to win. Yeah. So to have them just, like, be the faces is really fucking exciting and it's really inspiring. I mean, again, we always talk... I think sometimes we get on these, like, catchphrases or catch slogans, like, representation matters. (laughs) Yeah, representation matters. And then they kind of get lost. But this is another reminder that it does really fucking matter. It does. To see yourself everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To feel like you're allowed to exist in certain spaces or that you belong there or you have a right to be there. Mm -hmm. It's important to see your face mirrored in those spaces. So... Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for that reason. There's a quote by a woman who went to Spelman, and I can't remember what her name is now. I'll figure out Marion something I want to say. But <laughs> she says, um, you can't be what you can't see. Mm. You know? And we talk about all the time, like, I remember also, like, I'm tying it all together. And, like, um, I remember Priya telling, telling me about, you know, having conversations with young high school girls about how they were, like, we can't be president. Yeah. Like, young black high school girls. Like, we can't be president. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, before the era of the Obamas. And it was like, you literally can't fathom that because yeah. for however many years that this country has been in existence... It's been one way. It's, it's been, been white. one way. It's been hella white. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you literally can't... Don't even have the capacity to think that that's even possible. Like, you're telling me I can be whatever I want to be, but I see no evidence of that. Yeah, at me in okay in my household growing up we used to live for award shows uh-huh. and competitions especially beauty pageants yeah. like it sounds so like it sounds so vain and uh-huh. just the, those elements are there sure yeah yeah but we loved watching shit like that right. so for me I loved and. Honestly, I liked Miss Universe the most because it was the international aspect of yes. it. Yes. So it's like Miss Jamaica, where you at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Bahama, you know, like you can see so much more diversity than these American pageants. So this is this is dope. And even the natural hair wearing, um, that's really important. Yeah. That's really fucking yes. important. Yes. And this comes on the heels of like prom season yeah. when girls are getting dressed up. And, you know, I think we talked about on the podcast a while ago, like equating formality with, with straightening your hair. hair. Yes. Easter Sundays, any like uh, church appreciation mm-hmm. or like any graduation. graduation. It was always, I got to straighten my hair. I got to get these edges laid. I got to, you know what I'm saying? And it just goes to show you like, your existence is valid in every form. You know what I'm yeah. saying? In every space. Like, it's not better to not rock your natural hair. It's fine if you don't mm-hmm. want to, but it's not better to do it the you know what I'm saying, the opposite way. Right. And this this is a little quote. I'm looking at the hill. Um, mm-hmm. they have an article about it. And they say Chris and Garris were applauded for wearing their naturally textured hair on stage as they were crowned. There were a few naysayers saying you look better with straight hair or you should put in extensions and straighten your natural hair, Garris told Refinery29. I feel more confident and comfortable with my natural hair. Like, that shit yeah. just makes my heart smile. Yeah. Like, 
even I was telling you the other day, I took out my braids, it took a whole day. Yeah. And afterwards, I felt like, ooh, like, I don't know how to feel about my natural hair. Like, maybe I'll just go straighten it, or maybe I'll do whatever. And, like, I even considered getting a perm. Like, fuck it. I've been natural for 100,000 years. Like, I'm tired of it. Let me just have the straight hair because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more manageable. It's neater. And not that this changed my view, but it just kind of confirmed that you literally don't need straight hair to be polished right. or to be beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. In a beauty pageant. Yeah, and I think I think that that I mean the hair thing is so there's so many layers to it. No pun intended. <sighs> but it's like even I remember when I started my natural hair journey. Yes. Feeling like oh I just want my defined curls. Mm-hmm. Like I can't. I don't really want it to be like a fluffy fro texture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So even that like. What is it? Texturism or like, it's yeah. like, you know, even if you're going to do natural hair, make sure it's like as defined as it can be. And mm-hmm. it's not like a fro. And, it's not, and a specific curl is better yes, than another, than another curl, curl or yes. pink for that exactly, matter. Exactly. Um, yeah, this shit is very layered. Yeah, it is very layered. And it's not, you know, I think a lot of people think, you know, when you consider your parents much more than your your smarts or whatever uh-huh. that it's shallow uh-huh. or vain but i don't think so like i think it all ties in like if you look good you feel or you know right if you but think I mean, better about yourself when you're in the when you're in the form that you feel best at true i think though with black people especially in their appearance it plays a lot into respectability politics like when you're in a room full of white people, are you distracting to them? Are you gonna be othered because you look so different from them? Mm-hmm. Like it's a survival technique often to straighten our hair, to not wear bright lipstick if we're too dark skinned or you How know many I mean? times have you strained your hair for a job interview? Um, I haven't gone on very many job uh, interviews, yes. but Again, I can remember straightening my hair for occasions. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or just for, uh, I'll put it this way. <laughs> At, to a point, to a degree, I mean, yes, having straight hair was my normal routine, but there were, there most often when I would think to myself, oh, I need to get my hair done, as in I need to get a touch up with, with a relaxer and to mm-hmm. get it pressed. It was most often at the for the appeasement of other people. Mm. It was never because it was something that I truly wanted or felt like I needed. It was because it's what I needed to be accepted by other people. Yeah. I, I mean, I can think of several times where I've straightened my hair for an interview. Mm. Like in a work situation. Mm. Like I want to look a certain way so that equals straight hair yeah and that's sad yeah i mean not so much anymore like i haven't had to interview in a really long time Mm -hmm. but i don't know it's crazy it's crazy that that is how we associate straight hair yeah yeah i mean not so crazy when you think about it but it is wild wild 
you just can't be who you are. Like you can't, it's totally abnormal to just exist in the world with your hair growing out of your head the way that it does. Yeah. Um, I think we have talked a lot about LGBTQ mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So there was another um, incident that happened that I feel like we should definitely discuss. Okay. So the sorority Zeta Phi Beta. I think it's Zeta Phi Beta. All right, Zeta Phi Beta. Historically black sorority founded at Howard University. Mm-hmm. They uh, announced that they will not be allowing transgendered individuals into their sorority. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, first of all, <laughs> my thoughts on sororities anyway. I feel it's elitist. Mm-hmm. I don't... I remember when I was younger, before I didn't know that I wasn't going to go to college, thinking, <laughs> yeah. like, I can't wait to pledge or, like, to yeah. do that whole thing because... My view on it was it's a popularity contest. And I'm sorry, like, for all you legacies or people listening that have pledged your allegiance to a group of people and paid a lot of money to do so. I just don't feel like it's something that was necessary for me. Yes. And as someone who did go to college, I think before I went, there was a lot of, like, mm, you should definitely pledge and you should definitely pledge this because this is better than this. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, There's yeah. that whole conversation. Right. And for And these kind of pledges are these kind of people. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah association with what kind of person you are yeah. depending on what kind of sorority or fraternity you're in. Yeah. Um and I definitely fell into that mindset. Mm-hmm. But now as an adult Outside of college, I can see the good in the sorority fraternity outside of that. I think post-grad fraternity sorority involvement is a lot different than undergrad. Undergrad, Maybe we should have had someone on here who's actually... We should, maybe, (laughs) one day. I mean, right now, because for me, it is a lot of speculation. Like, a lot of, I will say a lot of the people that I know at my age, 30, Mm. who are a part of fraternities and sororities, their affiliation with the fraternity or sorority is very minute. It's a part of the minutia of their lives. Like, it's like, you're not... What are y'all doing? What what are y'all doing? I think undergrad is... It's most definitely, like, a popularity contest. Like, you're paying for friends. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Outside, I think, after you step outside of that very small bubble... College is just like high school senior. Like it's just, you know, just a bigger high school situation. But outside of that, you know, you have the vibe is different. Like you're not promoting parties. Right. Whatever. We (laughs) should get someone from an organization one day to really talk about it. Please, please. Look, I'm open to hearing like what, what what it is, like what role does your allegiance to your Greek fraternity or sorority play in your life now that you are no that's longer a in college that's a dab okay cool <laughs> um, and that's you know, a high five yeah <laughs> so like what what does that mean to you like and why does it mean that to you like what do you pay dues yearly do you pay fees? i think you still pay do you guys something? do like i'm sure there's a lot of community service involved or uh, there- a lot of the 
organizations were founded on um, service. They were servicing their communities. Okay. Community servicing. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that is not lost, but yeah, I'd like to hear from people who are in Greek fraternities. Yeah. And sororities, of course. Anyway, so Zeta Phi Beta announced that they're not allowing transgenders into their organization. Um, which I think again, I think it's speculating. I'm speculating here because I am not a part of that nor any other sorority, but I think it probably most likely has a lot to do with that black conservativeness that we were talking about before. But if so, how is it that Morehouse is allowing? Which is a historically black. I mean, college. that's a diff- That's just a difference in two groups of people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I applaud Morehouse for their progressiveness and mm-hmm. for real. I mean, there. I think there's there has to be a broader perception of what it means to be a woman and what gender actually is, and why is it important to have spaces designated for women only? Because essentially, what you're saying is that. You can only be in this fraternity, or I'm sorry, you can only be in this sorority if you have an X and an X chromosome. That is where that is where the difference is. Yeah. Which to me seems silly. And also, there are plenty of women whose chromosomes don't look like that, who biologically... I mean, like, actual women with breasts and vaginas who still have some sort, some variation of a Y chromosome. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, where, where do you get to define or decide what it is to be a woman? And I mean, I, I guess I would just need to know more. I don't need to know because I also, <laughs> like, it, when I, I saw it on the Shade Room or Baller Alert or whatever... And there were some people who were a part of this group and they were like, you know, this is private business. It's a private organization. They can accept whomever they want. And I'm like, that's so true. But it's also public news. Like, it's on. You can Google it. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not that private. So. But also, if. Okay. Two things. Number one, these are historically ingrained organizations, like, in our black communities. Uh-huh. Yes? Yes. But. At some point, but if you, you have search to the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you history rewrites itself. Yeah. Like all, everything that's happening is going to be history one day. So why can't that be a part of your history? Right. You can be the first organization that allowed transgender individuals into right. your organization. Right. I need a, I need new words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can be a part of. You can change history. Right. Honestly, but second. There have been so many white people, uh-huh. so many white people in black fraterni- fraternities and sororities. Speak on it. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, if a white person is allowed to be in this organization that was created for black people because black people couldn't join white sororities and fraternities, then what, what the fuck? Yeah. Like what's really good? What's like really good? this is this is 
homophobia. This is hatred. I like, think it's transphobia. Transphobia, sorry. But yeah, I mean, I think again, it just like because because you can see that very clear delinea or delineation. Like you know, it's fine. We're we're gonna not worry about the fact that there are white people infiltrating this historically black organization or community or like thing that we have set aside for ourselves like we even see white people going to hbcus you know what i'm saying exactly and 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 i don't fine yeah fine that's fine you know like that's fine that's cool but it's like how do you get to decide which traditions are more valuable to you like yeah. where where does where does that where does that stem from you're cherry picking now yeah. like now it's now it's like all right y'all really playing games. yeah you're really fucking around yeah and you know and even on that same post on the shade room there were white people like oh hell nah nah stay out of our and i'm like wait what how yeah. do you think you got here someone right. had to speak up for you someone had to be like yeah this is cool let the white people in yeah so what right yeah it's hella confusing again not my lane it's not my it's not my lane and i am not a part of any sorority so it is it's only i can only say so much from a distance but i'm just it just scratching my head it just seems like head tilt like yeah y'all y'all out here playing games yeah, uh, speaking of the um, LGBTQIA community, um, yes. if you didn't know, the I stands for intersex, and I don't know if you've heard about um, Semenya, Castor Semenya, the, the, the track, track star, star mm-hmm. um, who recently has been in the news because I apparently she's an intersex person, and what that means is when you're born again your sex chromosomes come in some variation outside of just two X's or an X and Y. So two X's is a female, an X and a Y is a male, but intersex people, for some reason, there's a mutation in their chromosomes, there's a mutation in their genetics, and it it has a, they have a different sex makeup as far as their chromosomes go. I don't know what hers is, it comes in like five or six different kinds of makeup. So, um, Essentially, she produces more testosterone than the average woman, mm-hmm. but she competes in women's sports. Yeah. So they, um, I don't know the um, the governing bodies that are over the USA track or or the track league or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. who gets to decide, but I don't know what they're what they're called. But these governing bodies have decided that she has to take testosterone suppressing hormones so that they could level the playing field and this all comes because of one white woman complaining one white woman who came ninth in the race yeah that samia won and Mm -hmm. came first and it's like um how you hating from outside a club (laughs) (laughs) when you can't even get in like even if she took those and suppressed her testosterone, you still wasn't going Your win. ass was still in ninth right. place. Which is so crazy to me because it's like, isn't this what com- the nature of competitive sports? She's a human being that should be celebrated for this phenomena in her genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. She should be celebrated. She literally is the best because this is her genetic makeup. That's yeah. how it fucking works. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how competitiveness works. 
but it's because she's black and we all know it let's just say it let's just call it what it is like it's because she's black and it's also because she's not I, I, to me I think it's because she's not presenting as feminine as any other woman would be she is um I'm thinking about how to say this yeah but I, anyway, I, I think she's masculine presenting. Yeah, she's masculine presenting, and I think that's also the issue. Like, if she was super duper hyper feminine and still had this genetic makeup, I don't think people would be as mad. I think people would definitely be. As you mad. think they would? Be yeah, I think they would be as mad because she's black. Mm. I think I, I I do think that I overall. think that that's primarily I think there there might be even more of a push because it's like oh she want to be a nigga anyway y'all know mm-hmm. how y'all think you know what I'm saying like oh she want she thinks she a dude anyway mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like so either she's got to suppress her hormones or she has to compete with men to even the playing field when if you would think back to Michael Phelps when they found out he produced more lactic acid making him more flexible they, yeah he was celebrated because mm-hmm. of that you know what i'm saying it gave him a competitive edge but that's his body that like yeah. what can you do about that how basically you're telling me and this is essentially what it comes down to it's like you're not woman enough for us you know what i'm mm. saying like like you said you we don't we don't see your black body the way it is as woman as, as womanly you, yeah you can't be you can't be a woman by those standards with with whatever you got going on yeah that's just not how it works you know what I'm saying? Like, testosterone is just a hormone. It's not a male hormone for all yous out there who would say something yeah. like that. Women produce testosterone. She just happens to produce it at a higher rate. Certain times in your cycle, you're going to produce testosterone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's natural. That's Teach these girls. Yeah, <laughs> but she produces it at a higher rate. However, you want her to suppress... That's... that's you want her to suppress her nature? Yeah, like, like that's, just... You want her to change her genetic makeup in order to make it fair for... Who? Who? People right. who don't run as fast Pe- as her? Exactly. It's like, wait a minute, but isn't that the point for her to just be the best? Like Because she's good. Like, she's, she's naturally good. She's just naturally good. Yeah. Like, sorry, you, you lose. Sorry, you lose. She can be the best forever and for all times until maybe another person who produces more testosterone than she does comes along or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's outrageous. It's, it's unfair. And it's also crazy that her medical record is public knowledge. As well. I it's not know. That- that's, that's another thing that I was thinking about. How do we know this? Like, how do we know this? And why is it a topic? Was there an investigation? I mean, I'm sure she has. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Um, Because people, athletes get tested all the time for hormones to make sure they're not taking enhancers. Right. So I'm sure she had to explain why to whoever, why she has more testosterone than the average woman. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was something that she had to explain, but the fact that then you turn around and have all this media coverage about it is definitely like Invasive. a violation of her privacy. Yeah, you know. So it, it's fucked up. It is very fucked up. Super lemon. Super, Super lemon. And I, you know, now that we're an hour in, I'm thinking about 
what we've talked about and we definitely focused a lot on lgbtqia mm -hmm. issues mm -hmm. and like you said like neither of us well i don't know i don't know what community you belong in <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and that's fine i'm sure yeah. you could be thrown into it yeah somewhere <laughs> i'm looking there somewhere um but I don't know everything. I'm still learning and educating myself as I go. Like, I definitely apologize if I don't use the correct phrasing right. or like vocabulary or words or descriptors. But I do know that at the end of the day, we're all just humans yeah. and everyone's just trying to live and make it. Yeah. And like, let's not make it harder on anyone else just because they're not like us. Like it's like it's like shit is hard enough out here. Shit is hard enough. It's like it just really simply goes back to the golden rule of treating people how you want to be treated. I mean, it seems so elementary. It seems elementary. It seems simple as fuck. It seems like why do you even have to say that? But you do. Yeah, you do because that's what it all really boils down to. I wouldn't want to be treated unfairly. I wouldn't want to be bullied. You know, I wouldn't want to be excluded from something because I don't fit your standards of what I should be. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, I wouldn't want that for myself. I wouldn't want that for anybody that I love. So mm -hmm. how, how is it that we so easily make it so hard on For people? other people. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, somebody find me Nipsey's mom's IG account <laughs> and please send it Don't to Don't make it hard for me to be friends with her, please. <laughs> please, please help me. I need her in my life. I need like daily motivation from her. Can, does she have a newsletter? Oh god, I sign up. Well, while you're looking for Nipsey's mom on the internet, you can also find us on the internet. Um, Twitter and Facebook at Lemon Pepper Wet and on IG Lemon Pepper Wet Pod. And if you want to email us and talk to us, it's Lemon Pepper Wet Pod at gmail.com. And um, yeah, just love each other. Period. Period. <laughs> love each other. Love yourselves. Don't make shit hard. Um, until next time. Bye. Bye.